Hold on. We doing another one? Yeah, we're doing another one because um, our buddy Troy stopped by my house today and got us a present. I'm oh. going to show you. What's this present here? You ready for this? I can't wait. He got us a clacker. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is. I like this. Thanks, like Troy. This. Awesome. That's pretty cool right there, right? Right. Got it right. What are we, episode eight now? I think we're episode eight. So oh. I don't think we have a pen to write on there right now. I, I already put it back behind the bar. So. Yeah, it's all good. That's fantastic. Good job, Troy. <laughs> Must have been watching us once or twice, and he's just like, I'm sick of you guys looking like a bunch of morons here. Scott, did you see this? Cool stuff. A little clacker. That's fantastic. I got to yep. see this thing. It's so thank you, Troy. colored so we could like, get the colors all figured out. <laughs> Crazy, huh? That's beautiful. Day, <laughs> night, interior, exterior. Dude, look at that. I got filters on there, sinks. That's beautiful. Yeah, he, so he sent me a text today, and he's like, uh, are you home? I'm going to stop by your house. I'm like, you know, I wasn't there. I was off. He goes, I'm going to leave something on your porch. <laughs> I said, okay. All right. Should I be scared? <laughs> and then he goes, no, but... It's not a big deal, but you know, you'll see it when you get That's there. That's pretty awesome. That's a fantastic gift. It right is, there. and I, I, I got a kick out of it. That is pretty awesome. Heather got a kick out of it, too. I think she's played with it more than I have. <laughs> she, that's fantastic. <laughs> the clacker. Pretty awesome. Beautiful. Well, we finally got it. We finally got a clacker. Finally. Only took eight episodes. Right? <laughs> only took us eight. <laughs> so thank you, Troy. Yes, absolutely. Troy Beetle, everybody. Beetle. Beetle. Still waiting on my uh, car strap, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know what? I, I don't. I don't think that's a bad thing to be. You know, still working towards that goal. Right. <laughs> He's got a pretty cool uh, leather shop happening down at his ranch. Down Dude, in that's the, what I heard in the like, sand hand. I'd like to kind of just see how leather work goes. But the only thing that kind of scares me about that is you, you know what Braille is, right? That the for blind people. For blind read. people. Yeah. All right. So why that like why it's called Braille, right? And it was by a dude named Lewis Braille. Like okay. literally his homeboy's name. Okay. And that kid, like, he wasn't always blind. He he could see, right? Mm-hmm. He had he was born with sight. And what made it so that um he had no ability to see was that he had like a freak accident with like his dad's uh leather working tools to the point that he somehow managed to go blind in both oh, no. eyes. Ooh. So that, that that anytime you know I think about Troy and his leatherworking shop, I'm like, man, I'm totally gonna lose Braille myself. Well, no, that's there. a little scary, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't remember exactly what happened. I just know that it had to do with. Uh, so don't drink the solution, Troy. <laughs> the solution, <laughs> the tanning solution. I'm assuming there's a tanning solution. But yeah, no, that that's what always freaks me out about you know leatherworking shops. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that go sideways pretty quick there. I, yeah, I, I'd reckon. I would imagine. I mean, the, the, there's stuff that could go sideways with what we're doing, too. I could imagine, like, a guitar string going a little awry there. It could probably mess you up, too. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a very hazardous career that we have. It is. Well, I remember when uh, Jack Smith was playing with us, <laughs> yeah. pretty much, like, amputating your hand every, every yeah, night. So, uh, a good buddy of ours who's no longer with us, um, Jack Smith was playing steel guitar for us back a long, long time ago when we first started doing the, this Hitch and Post thing. And he used to sit off to uh, my right-hand side, and uh, he, I don't know what it is. I've never seen a steel guitar player break so many strings in my whole life, but yeah. he would snap one on a regular basis, like every night. Every night. And I think he did it on purpose. Probably. Just because it would fling over yeah. and like just whip the crap out of my arm. I mean, we're kind of jammed up here, you know, and... Uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of scars on my arm from his. <laughs> I from think he Jack did Smith's that strings. when he was pissed off at you for not, you know, playing as well as he was expecting you to. Yeah, like whenever we did a uh, Johnny Paycheck song, he would take his frustrations <laughs> out on me because uh, Jack played with Johnny for 
many, many years. So it was difficult for me to do a cover song of Johnny's. Yes, without getting, you know, I would imagine a, a scolding. Him breaking the steel guitar strings on you mm-hmm. daily probably got to be quite an expensive endeavor <laughs> just to prove a point. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Especially with what I was paying him then. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Sorry. <laughs> How's your week, buddy? Good. Busy. Yeah. Still doing the same thing I was doing last week, recording yeah. guitar tracks. And it's a terrible life we live, isn't it? And it's horrible. Just absolutely terrible. So, but I, I took a break today, you know, from yeah. recording. And, uh, you know, the kids got home a little bit early today. So we were hanging out, like, going through our collection of board games and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we whipped out one today that I had to bring in and show you. Because how long has it been since you've actually seen a real Simon? Bam. You even got the box and everything. Absolutely. Look at that. I think that's some straight 80s nostalgia right here. Unfortunately, you know, everybody at the bar tonight, I brought it in earlier, and then Mm -hmm. everybody's been playing with it all night long because that's more interesting than listening to me. (laughs) (laughs) The batteries are dead, so we can't play it right now. I I played the hell out. I won. I beat beat the easy level. You did. You know what was crazy about this? I'm a dork, man. I I have to, I look for this stuff all the time because I don't know why. I'm sick. But I hadn't found one, one of the originals like this, in a, in, you know, in ever. Yeah, so that's when I, straight up OG. When I found this, and I'm like, yeah, I got to have that one. And it was just beat the hell, and it didn't work, and, like, half the lights didn't work, and, like, the sound didn't work. So I took the thing apart and uh, restarted the whole board and put a new couple light fixtures in here and got it working again. Yeah, that's awesome. Which I can't show you because the freaking batteries are dead. <laughs> so, yay. <laughs> I brought in Simon to talk about on our little podcast tonight, and the batteries are dead. You know what I want you to uh, look for when you're out on your uh, thrifting endeavors? What's that? Is a speaking spell. I already got you. Oh my gosh! Please got bring that thing. I've in. got a speaking spell, and I've got the math and spell. <laughs> we need to just write terrible messages to each other. <laughs> that's that's all I've ever done with it. <laughs> I remember because when I was in high school, that was like you know when the internet was starting to get a little crazy as far as like the content that was available and people building like these apps that you could just download from websites, right? Yeah. And they had something called Bonsai Buddy. I remember it. I yeah, remember it well. Purple monkey thing. On Windows XP. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> We'd just be like at the school downloading it like we shouldn't have been because the school doesn't like it when you download, you know, uh, you know, just virus riddled applications like we probably just did with Bonsai yeah, Buddy. Yeah, and that was a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one was pure like spyware. Yeah, that one, that, absolutely. I think but, like wrecked every computer it was on. It was so funny because I remember one of my friends, his last name was uh, uh, Klingelhofer. Say. Uh, Klingelhofer. That was his name, right? <laughs> so his name was Sean Klingelhofer. Okay. And this Bonsai Buddy, like we typed in his name mm-hmm. and he's all, see on Klingelhofer. <laughs> <laughs> Like it wasn't even remotely close. See on Klingelo Heifer. That was my favorite part of playing with the computers back then was trying to make them talk. Right. And, and speaking of, of, of speak and spell, you know, my the only thing I ever did with speak and spell is like try to write dirty words with it. Yeah. Like, you know, if you write like, uh, what is it, 58008, you turn it upside down, it says boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a speaking spell. Like, speaking spell would actually say it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're talking about like math. calculators. I'm th- no, it was a math and spell. Well, you would just say 58008, and you'd just yeah. be like, ah, <laughs> I know what that means. And, no. <laughs> we used to do that on our pagers back Boobs. in the 90s, too. <laughs> I know who I need to call. <laughs> See, back when like you'd put your pager like in your pocket so the clip was outside your pocket, because mm. that was the right way to wear a pager. Yeah, was it? As far as I was told. Oh. 
I had a pager when we first moved here, you know, because I don't know. We just had a pager. That's how my mom got a hold of Blake and I. Blake's my brother, by the way. But yeah, we'd be running around and, you know, rock the pager. There's a phone number, but I never called. I just went home. Just assuming when mom leaves the phone number with 911, I better get my ass home right now. I just had a loud parents. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> lived in, my name out in the front you yard. You lived in like a holler, didn't like, you? Yeah, well, no, how do you, I mean, I spent a lot of time out here in Apache Junction, too. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time I came here, I was like in first grade or something. Okay. And uh, so, but, but, but AJ back then was, there was nothing here. I mean, I think Southern was a dirt road when I first came here. Yeah, the freeway heard, obviously heard didn't come out here. Like that. Um, yeah, so my parents would just walk out the front door and scream my name, and it would echo through the entire desert. <laughs> like, all the coyotes would start howling in the, in the background. <laughs> You're like, oh, God, I better get home or else I'm lunch. <laughs> yes, Mom, I'm coming. <laughs> With, like, the whole pack of, you know, coyotes. Chupacabras. <laughs> <laughs> Chupacabras are coming with me. The goat sucker. <laughs> oh, man. I remember there was a kid in my neighborhood up in Minnesota. His name was Johnny Cardell. Mm-hmm. And... uh his mom, like that kid, just ran rampant across the neighborhood. Like you know, nothing I would ever be able to do. My parents were never like, "Oh, you're four, you should be able to go," you know, all the way to the other side of the neighborhood. Yeah. Like this kid would do that, and his mom had like the loudest whistle I'd ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, and that was how she would call him home, just like go outside and. Whoosh, I'm just like, holy God. All right, yeah. I guess it's time for Johnny to come home now. For some reason, like, moms have always been good at doing that, you know, whistling thing. I've never met one that couldn't do it. Yeah. I don't remember my mom doing it. I was always scared of my mom, like, not when she got loud. Mm. When she got really quiet. I'm like, yeah. well, this is going to suck. She's <laughs> <laughs> getting quieter and quieter. She's drawing me in, like, I better pay attention to what's being said here, or else I'm going to be extra sorry, I have a feeling. It's <laughs> not how my house worked. <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, especially since I was so damn loud, you know. Yeah. I mean, was. <laughs> was. But and yeah, anytime, you know, the 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 second she started like fading a little bit and I knew like, oh, maybe there's something else I should be paying attention to. Oh, it's or, going down. Or like the worst thing ever I remember was like when I couldn't find something, especially my shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like because we'd be getting ready to go and I couldn't find my shoes and I'd just be looking around for them, looking around for them. Just hear mom being like, Get I'm like Kid, and like, if she had to come up and find him, she'd be so <laughs> mad. Like, she'd be so angry. And like, yeah. it got to the point that like my brother and I would just have like panic attacks, like looking for our shoes, We're just like, <laughs> where's her shoe? No, don't make mom come up here. Like, yeah, no, I remember that explicitly growing up. It wasn't like she hit me or anything. Mm. It was just the fury, like the mom fury yeah. that you know she would have. Yep. Scary time out after school. That's what you got. She, I don't remember that. I just remember like I heard about it the whole way of wherever we were going in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Kit, you know where your shoes are? Nope. Well, now they're on my feet right now, but because you found them for me. <laughs> yeah, where were they? In the fridge. <laughs> Why'd you put them in there? I, I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of kitchen appliances and clothes, so growing up in West Virginia, like uh, my mom would put my before I went to school in the morning, my mom and my grandma did this too. Where they they she'd like put my clothes in the oven to warm them up, so that like yeah. they stayed warm for the first thirty seconds. I <laughs> right, out the door. just to give you that <laughs> false sense of warm. they were frozen again. But yeah, I can remember like going, you know, uh, coming out of my bedroom and like the oven door would be open because that also kind of heated the house mm-hmm. a little bit. And then my clothes would be laid across the the oven door. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I never thought that was weird until I told somebody about it. And they're like, well, you, you live in Arizona. On. People are like, oh, man, if there's any way I could cool my clothes down, that'd be the best way to go. <laughs> I've done the opposite where I've like put shirts and stuff in the freezer. Yeah, well, I've heard like uh, I don't know if this is like some hipster thing or what, but like there's like people that won't wash their jeans, especially like the people that have like the really tight ones already, and they don't want them to get even tighter. They'll just throw them in the the uh, uh, the freezer. That's gross. And they'll just keep them in there for a while. And apparently, it's supposed to kill all the bacteria. I don't know how much I believe that, but <laughs> I've heard multiple times of people doing that. I'm like that. That's how you clean your jeans. Yeah, see, that's why I don't trust kids, man. That sounds some terrible. Screwy ideas. Right? You're, 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 I, I could smell your asshole right now, and it's—I yeah. I really doubt you haven't taken a shower in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you kind of look like you haven't, damn hipster. <laughs> Got a load of laundry in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Imagine how that makes like your food taste. You're like, right. oh man, this isn't mm. like this isn't uh, 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 this isn't like what do they call that when it's all a freezer burn? There we go. <laughs> like this isn't freezer burn. This is just your terrible clothes smell. <laughs> my, my chicken nuggets taste like ass. Right. Thanks for that, Jim. <laughs> like, why do you have to put your clothes in there like that? I'm, I'm speaking as if like Jim was my uh, roommate at mm. one point or something. I don't think I had a Jim as a roommate though that put his clothes in the freezer. Well, you, you know, you, you're the kind of guy who wouldn't have friends that would do that kind of thing. You're kind of a hipster. Am I? Yeah. I'm a hipster? I don't know. Because I'm wearing Maybe. a Sonic the Hedgehog shirt? Yeah, that could be it. Mm. This is the same one I wore like two episodes ago, by the way. Yeah, I think I wore this shirt last yeah. week, too. I probably <laughs> need to expand my 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 choices in clothes. Mm, you know, what is it? Mike Zuckerberg wears like, he has like a whole closet full of like the same outfit. So yeah, well, that's, he's a billionaire. One, that's one thing less that he has to worry about in Guy, a day. Guys with that kind of money can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. That's cool. I just find that funny. Like, I, I, I feel like that's probably the way I should live my life. Where it's just like, I'll wear this brown shirt that looks like all the other brown shirts, and then I'll wear these pants that look like all the other pants that I have. That, that's normal. That's why I, I wear overalls when we're playing, because I don't have to think about it a whole lot. <laughs> you know? I feel like when it's 115 degrees outside, though, and you walk in with that, I'm like, God damn, Donnie must hate himself right no, now. No, it's, it's actually not bad, because there's room down there, so... Yeah, I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> it, oh man, it's got some nice airflow. Does it? <laughs> yeah, it does. But yeah, not right now because it's 114 million degrees. I, uh, I like wearing shorts a great deal. I feel like I, I like wearing shorts because you know I'm, I'm a fat guy and fat guys like to wear shorts, I guess. But like I, I really shouldn't wear them to the hitching post because everybody gives me crap about my shorts. Apparently, well, your pants kind of look like capris, though. I, I thought that was cool. I thought like so it's <laughs> like in the early two thousands. I thought I don't know. I'm just behind the times, I guess. I thought the longer the shorts, the cooler you were. So not anymore, man. Like uh, my my daughter's boyfriend, he rolls in. I'm just like, dude, you straight up look like you're about to go and run a marathon or something. <laughs> like, what's going on with your pants there? Can you, yeah. you extend those a little, please? I'm at that point in my life where I don't know, you know, what's cool anymore at all because i've noticed that like like girls are wearing like the mom, mom jeans, jeans. Yeah. what the hell is that all about i don't know I, there's nothing there it wasn't attractive when you know you watch like the, first the, time the, around. the 80s moms on tv wearing them right. you know, like oh man that's a look that needs to come back let's do that no at no point did that run through my mind yeah like when there's like in the, the early 2000s when the girls were wearing those like little hip hugger jeans i'm like that that's a good <laughs> move there like where the zipper's just like <laughs> <laughs> you know, supposed to like one knot, uh, on like you're unzipping, like you know your your uh, your tent, you know. 
like a mile long zipper. <laughs> like I, I wish that wasn't the thing. Anymore. See, I always think of like you know really old guys. You know, like the the old man from Up. Whenever I see mom yeah, jeans, yeah, yeah. because uh, they come all the way up to your neck. <laughs> their neck looks like the, up to their boobies. What, what is happening to kids today? I, I, don't, I don't. I don't get it. it. Well, that before I started playing with you, there was a. The same trip that I I went to Disney World, right? But before I went to Disney World, I played with this group, and I'm not going to mention who it is because I don't want to. You know, <laughs> why not? Because okay. Anyways, um, they started wearing the mom jean thing, and that was like almost nine years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like it, it's only gained steam. Like they were like they were like in the mom jean fad, like before so, the mom jean fad was a thing. Your old band started that trend. Apparently, so you're a little responsible for that. I had no. Well, thank you very much. No Jed. responsibility for that. I was I was the old dude in the band. They were, were all like 18 years old, and I was like 27 at the time. <laughs> they needed. Also, a that's drummer. right before I met you. Yeah, yeah. No, literally because I, I did that gig, flew to Disney World. Hung out at Disney World, and then the last day I was in Disney World, I got a I got call from call. you guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I remember that now. Yep. You hear doors opening? I do. What is that noise? <laughs> <laughs> is there somebody dying? <laughs> Scott, is that you back there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you killing a kitten? What is happening? That was terrifying. <laughs> 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 uh, Scott got lost. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands right now. <laughs> oh, he seems a little frustrated. <laughs> go through, go, go through with whatever. Area. We'll, we'll, lock, we'll lock the door for you. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited about this thing, yeah, man. That's, that's very cool. I got to figure out a place to put that in the the medical waste container back there. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to have like five bottles of water in the last you know, twenty minutes. You know, it's uh, you don't know what to do with yourself unless you're drinking something. It used to be <laughs> the uh, not so whiskeys much, and cokes. Now it's not so much whiskey anymore. That's the the water stuff. I don't know what it is, but like, okay, so I'm 41 now, and I can't say that I'm a. I've always been a big drinker. I drink a lot, you know, because whatever. Stop. Don't judge me. <laughs> But, like, I can't drink at all anymore. Like, my yeah. body's just like, don't do it. It's not like riding a bicycle. Once you stop doing it, and your body's like, oh, thank you. Okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. I'm just going to start acting like I am not going to be abused tonight. And then you stop drinking, and then start doing it again. Your body's like, hey. Nope. I don't like that. I'm nope. going to make sure that you know I didn't no. like that. And no. we should go back to the not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I think right now is like a turning point and like my body saying, I can't take this mm. anymore. It's, Figure you've this reached, out. You've reached that tender age where. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like one of those things in life that you you either go all in <laughs> until the day you die. <laughs> right. Or you need to like be like, all right, I'm all in. All right, maybe I'm not going to be all in. Maybe not so I'm much. Gonna, I'm going to make a life choice change here. I don't even know what happened. And, you know, it's not like a. I'm drinking every day, but, you know, I, I don't. I just, I like Jack Daniels. I like the taste of whiskey, you know. And I can't uh, stand whiskey. No. Never. Never. Um, but I don't I don't get st- stupid very often with it. <laughs> <laughs> very often. But, like, one, I can have, like, one drink will, like, 
ruined me for three days now. Like my body, three whole days. Yeah, huh? like like, like I, I so I had a couple last week. Yeah, yes, you did. <laughs> yes, I had a couple last week on Thursday, and it was Tuesday before I felt human again. Wow, and it was just I didn't have that much. You know, I just I don't know what it is, man. Blood sugar or something, you know. Just enough to ruin your weekend. Yeah, it was terrible. Like, I felt like a zombie all week. Well, luckily, I don't have that problem. Most of the time, if I drink too much, I don't even really get a headache. I just, uh, I get, uh, I guess it is technically considered hungover, where you just get, like, that, like, cobweb feel. Yeah. Um, the most I'll ever do is puke, but that's if I, like, drink, like, a fifth yeah. <laughs> of, like, vodka or something. <laughs> you know, that's, like, the only time that'll happen, but usually... Well, I haven't I haven't drank like that since, like, my 20s. I haven't drank like that since uh, we were in Canada the first time. Yeah, that was a, that was an interesting trip for you. No, that, not interesting. I had a great time. <laughs> I had a great time, too. I, I, had a, I had a fun time watching you. <laughs> yeah, because you that, don't see me drink like that. I, 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 there's there's some video that we've got to share at some point. Oh, I have a video. No, no, don't play that video. <laughs> don't play that video. <laughs> okay, we can change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> you went there. Well, it's my fault. So, what were we talking about before we went? Oh, God, I don't even remember. You had to go pee, and then there was that god-awful banshee scream that was happening <laughs> from the bathroom over there. This place scares me sometimes, especially now that Mo. Has got this mountain lion like hanging off the Bobcat roof over thing. here. That thing's terrifying. That thing has got to be freaking old too. Like somebody beat it with a rake. <laughs> Died by rake. <laughs> There's it's like big patches of hair missing and stuff. I mean, it's it's scary looking. Yeah, I, and it stares right at me when I'm on stage. It just like looks me right in the eye. Well, we have a taxidermist that comes in here, and uh, he brought in his. Uh, <laughs> he said it was a state record setting, uh, like hide of a. Mountain lion. Yeah, it was. He said it was eight feet long. I'm like, things get to be eight feet long. Yeah, you know, there's one thing that we are not in lack of out here at the Hitchin Post and AJ is is interesting character, solid, interesting characters. <laughs> yes, and uh, I won't mention his name. He's he's a he's a great guy. You know, he's a really nice good nice guy. But I don't know what it is, man. He's just been around this stuff for a long time. And last Sunday, like we're jamming along, <laughs> the place is full, and he comes strolling in the bar. With a skunk on his head, and it's not even like fabricated into a hat or anything. It's no. just the skunk it's hide, just the skunk draped hide. over his head. He just got it back from the tanner, <laughs> <laughs> and like somebody else was wearing the uh, the bobcat like hide, <laughs> yeah. like they're a Cru- Cruella Deville or something. <laughs> yeah, we have a uh, we have a lot of characters out here. Absolutely, that made that made for an interesting Sunday. That's yeah. for sure. But it all works. It does work. <laughs> the, the dancing. I love the dancing. <laughs> Just everything is very unique. <laughs> so uh, did you uh, get Ashley's stuff all recorded this week, Ashley Wineland? Um, yeah, I got it all edited as far as the drums go. One yeah. more song to work on? Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, one more song. Uno mas. Uno mas. Yep, and then I worked on Josh Roy's stuff. So you should be getting that soon if you haven't already got I it. I haven't got that stuff yet. But Still yeah. waiting on. I'm curious on what that edit is going to be, so I know what I have to. That's not that crazy. Yeah, it's uh, we only added like four bars to it with the solo section, and then the drum part changed. Well, you know spot. what's going to be interesting for me, you know, re-recording some of those parts is I'm going to have to record the whole thing. I was going to say matching those tones are probably going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to match anything that I did tone wise. So. You know what? If you just use that app that you showed me on your your iPad <laughs> oh, yes. there, that would have made it Let's so much easier. That. Let's talk about that for a second. Now, I, I don't have you know any way of like really showing this to you, but so Nathan, my son, he's playing guitar now, mm-hmm. and 
well, he has been for a couple of years, and he's gotten really, really, really good at it, you know, to the point to where he's, like, showing me things. <laughs> That's awesome. Which is really cool. And I can sit down and, like, you know, jam with him, and we can go through songs and just kind of play, you know, with each other, you know, musically. And uh, so one of these days... <laughs> I just want to clarify that. <laughs> That's good. It's AJ, but it's not that AJ. <laughs> and you are from West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Okay, so uh, at one of these points, you know, Nathan's going to come in here. He's going to jam with us a little bit. Badass, that's that's going to be fun. That, that's going to be a big day for that, me. That'll be one of those tearjerker moments there. Yeah. You're going to be up there like, I'm not crying. <laughs> something's in my eyes. It's string hit me in the face. So Nathan um, has one of those little eye rigs mm-hmm. that I bought him for his iPad. Oh, you got him I, one too, huh? Yeah. Um, well, I got him the just the guitar input eye, okay. eye rig, which is a little device where you can plug your guitar into your iPad and then use whatever amp simulator app you know you want to use and i hooked him up with a amplitude mm-hmm. that's the one I, you use a lot right? i like it a lot right. you know but um so he comes to me uh, a couple weeks ago and and he goes dad uh, i don't want to show you the stuff i'm doing and he ripped out like all this all these licks that he was like that i i didn't show him you know yeah. and i'm like where are, where'd you pick this up at and and he turned me on to this app that he's been using called tone bridge mm-hmm and I don't know a whole lot about the company, but they make a lot of apps for beginner guitar players. Yeah. And there's this one app that they, it's called Tone Bridge, where it's an amp simulator. Um, let me see if I can pull it up and so you can see it. But the way this is laid out is um, you plug your guitar into it and you can pick a song or an artist. Like, say, you uh, search for John Mayer. I don't know why that came to my head, but why not? Because he plays guitar, right? He plays guitar. So here's all these tone presets that they have for John Mayer songs for certain sections of the songs, like solos, intros, and there is it's done in a form of like a little pedal graphic. So um, if I'm looking through here and I say, okay, Gravity, which is a great song, mm-hmm. and uh, here's what the guitar sounds like for the solo section. So I'll open that up, and this pedal graphic comes up. That's sick. And so you're playing through this amp simulator that they put together for that particular tone of that song. And I can't believe, like, how freaking spot on this stuff is. There's a little uh, feature on here where it'll play a section of the song to show you the tone and to show you the lick. So if I hit that. (laughs) So that would be the, like, the solo tone That's sick. Yeah, That's and so like it, like, like all the parts are like I can't believe like how close they are. And this app is totally free. And you know, it got me so intrigued to where like I actually recorded a couple things using this That's app. That's what you said like uh this week. And you know, cuz uh you know, fighting with and I'm not a big, like, amp sim guy. I like microphones on amplifiers. You know, I like the way, you know, that sounds. Yeah, I was going to say, like, be, saying what you're saying right now about this app is, like, huge praise yeah, because yeah. You're, you're very particular about your... Yeah, and then if, like, you're using a, an, an app like uh, like Amplitube, you know, mm-hmm. and you use that inside your DAW, like Pro Tools or Logic or whatever you're using, you know, it's a, excuse me, it's a great, um, it's a great simulator. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of, there's a lot of big records recorded with that stuff, you know. Um, and that costs like, you know, a few hundred dollars. Yeah. Like, uh, my subscription of Amplitude was, uh, I have like the couple Fender packages and, yeah. 
And so I got like $300 invested in just that one plugin. And this thing is totally free. And, and it knocks it out. <laughs> and it just it does it instantly. Like in Amplitude, like you actually have to physically set things up like you would, you know, acoustic, you know, you know, pieces Little of gear. Tweaks and all that fun stuff. But yeah, I, I, was, I mean, I, I don't know if I would use this on a daily basis, but like just to sit down and like put some headphones on and plug my guitar into my iPad and just jam a little bit, like this thing sounds freaking amazing. Well, it's probably good for a reference point too. Like if you're like, oh man, this song has this kind of a sound to it, like you kind of said, uh-huh. you kind of used it for, like you're like, oh man, this song, this part sounds like it's a Brad Paisley kind of thing. Yep. So you're able to go in and type in Brad Paisley and at least get the idea of what the tone's supposed to be like so you could... Yeah, and, and, and what's, what's cool about it too is like, uh, like I know you can't see this very well, but there's an info circle right here. Like this tone would be slow dancing in a burning room, John Mayer, because I already had John Mayer pulled up. You could uh, hit this info button and it'll tell you like what simulation is in that signal chain. Oh, wow. So it actually shows like mic placement and everything. Yeah. And uh, you can also see the recommended guitar and pick up, you know, position for that song, huh. for that section of the song. That's pretty awesome. So, you know, for somebody who's learning, you know, like like Nathan, my son, like this is a invaluable tool. You know, it's a, I say that right? Yeah. Invaluable, valuable, whatever. It's a good tool. It's invaluable. And that's not even the, not even the best part. For somebody like Nathan who's learning sections of songs, like if you pull up that sound for that song, mm-hmm. you can go to the tab, and yeah, it'll show awesome. you the tablature, you know, for that particular thing. You said so that not, part of it is what costs, right? That's yeah, kind of what. Yeah, they, they, yeah, I think it's like five dollars for that that part of it. But, but still, it's like stupid cheap. Yeah, but it's it's amazing. Like, and I, I just I, you have to check it out if you're a guitar player. You have to check it out for yourself. It's called Tone Bridge. It's completely free, and um, all you need is like a, an iOS device to get into the iPad, like a. I think it works with the IK multimedia stuff, like yeah. the iRigs and um, the Line 6 tone port thing. Probably like the Focusrite the stuff. Like There's a whole bunch of stuff you can get. But that I, the IK multimedia stuff seemed like they're, they're, they're killing it. with. Yeah, I've got I've got several of their, their products. Like uh, I've got that um, iRig Duo, mm-hmm. and I bought that just for, like, recording scratch tracks and stuff on my iPad, you know, just for songwriting ideas or whatever, just as a simple tool to... So I didn't have to break out a laptop or anything. And yeah, we might uh, might put some like a little affiliate links down in our oh yeah description definitely. there for maybe you could send me some of the some of the different yeah apps and they're not apps but the actual the pieces of hardware that you use for that because it seems like everybody has one of these nowadays the iPads. I'm yeah. pointing at you probably won't see it really well what I'm pointing at right now but it seems like these i anything it's not necessarily iPad it's iPhones too you know i everything. And and I'm going to be the first person to say that I, I, for the longest time I was the I was that quintessential I hate Apple products thing. Yeah. And now everything I have is Apple products. Yeah. <laughs> and I was it's like because that. what we do, like everything on this, is designed to work for being a musician or being like a video editor, or yeah. being an artist, you know, at all. Like it seems like this is just designed to work so much better for what we're doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm right on the same page because. Several years. Well, right about the time you met me, you know, um, I was I had nothing Apple. You know, I I use Windows for Pro Tools and and uh, it was a big machine and stuff. But you know, over the past five years, I've gone to where every device that I have is an Apple product. Like you know, I go from the watch to my phone to my iPad to yep. my MacBook. You know, I have an iMac. You know, at home, and I've got a Mac Mini in the studio, and just everything, and it just works all so well yes. together. You know, it's freaking Apple, right? Well, that Why that's are you so good. That's exactly well, that's. When I was against the idea of Apple, it was it wasn't necessarily because uh, I guess my point of view wasn't quite 
correct on that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, when I wasn't about it, it was I, I I was coming from the world of like selling cell phones, and I always built my own yeah. computers and stuff like that. And you know, I just look at what the price was for some of this Apple stuff. Yep. And then it drew that that was expensive as hell for one. And then for two, it pissed me off just like how like closed down and inaccessible like the iOS pro, uh, programs were or not yeah. programs, but just the operating system of like iPhone or iPad. Like you couldn't, you didn't have a file explorer, you know, like, yeah. and that's just like being able to get to like, you know, your documents on anything yeah. instead. I mean, they, they do it so that like each app has its own ability to get to its stuff, but you know, just the ability to get in and really get into the nitty gritty and just find stuff as you needed to, like that—that yeah. that was one thing where I was just like, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. But you know, yeah. and that was totally not you know looking at the fact that you know, like, hey, this app right here is going to make your life so much easier for what you're trying to do. Like, yeah, and I, I always, I always thought about it like, okay, so a PC, like the PC world was like an old Chevy. You know, mm-hmm. you could like tear it apart and put it back together yeah. or whatever. And Apple was like, you know, a, a Prius. Tesla, dude. <laughs> yeah. A Prius. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not a Prius fan, but. Um, oh, you say that now. But, but, I, but uh, I dig the Apple <laughs> stuff, Might be man. driving around in your Prius with your <laughs> Mac, you know. Not me. No. I draw the line at the, uh, at the computers. I'd see, I said that same thing, man. I said that same thing. I was like, you know what? Now I got my Android phone. Yeah, I don't need that. Then I bought an iPad. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Like, because it was awesome for, I used that for my metronome. I, I yeah. I used to use uh, Dr. Beat back in the days, like Boss Dr. Beat. That was, like, how i do all my metronome stuff. And those would have a memory of, like, eight songs that you could do on there. Yeah. Well, especially when I started playing with you, I think, well, we got, like, I got 300, 400 songs in our uh, playlist on my metronome back there. Yeah. Like, that would take so long to use a Dr. Beat. Just, like, okay, look through my book. Okay, it's this beat. And then I got to have an eighth note on there. And then, like, that would have taken so long as opposed to what I do with my iPad is I just open that app. Search for the song, hit play, and then we're on to the next song. Yeah, you know, and like uh, that was my first thing that that brought me down that rabbit hole of Apple there. Yeah, and then from there I started recording and stuff with you and tried doing it on the 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 PC stuff and just a pain in the butt, man, because uh, you have to like switch all these audio drivers and stuff. Or yeah, whatever. well, because you know in the PC world is it's it's. You know, like I'll say, so take Windows for example. You know, it's not built for a specific machine. It's a it's an mm-hmm. umbrella for like many many different kind of you know hardware configurations and stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be difficult. You know, Apple's different because it's all such like an in house thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's what's that's what I dig about it, man. Is like uh, the quality control is you know is off the charts. I mean, not Sometimes. so much lately. Yeah, I was going to say all their like pretty much all of the MacBooks are not allowed on planes right now. Yeah, oh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> all of them. Yeah. <laughs> You can tell them why? Because their batteries are exploding. Well, it's not even all of them. It's some of them, and it's, like, very few. Right now I sound like I'm an Apple apologist, but but still, like, the amount of batteries that are getting messed up, like, really, it's a little bit of an overreaction from what I understand. But I think what probably has got everybody all spooked is that there's, like, actual video of this stuff happening. Yeah, all it takes is, you know, one time, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. getting hurt one time, then, you know, you get the reputation for that kind of thing. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I've, de- I've definitely become a big Apple fan. And, and the other thing that like I haven't like quite you know pulled over to yet is I'm still using Pro Tools. Yeah. You know, and I love Pro Tools. It's what I started on. It's you know, it's I've used it for the past 25 years. How Avid much? has like totally like destroyed my confidence in 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 you know their products you know over the past couple of years. Avid um, is who makes Pro Tools. Yeah. And well, they, they it's who owns it now. Oh, um, yeah. 
And so I'm, I'm kind of starting to kind of think about Logic a little bit, you yeah. know, as an Apple product. You know, well, that's what Brian's doing Logic yeah. now too. I, the learning curve is a is a pain in the ass because you know I'm old now and you know I've been doing a certain thing for a long time and I know Pro Tools in and out and yeah, but you knew Windows before. Now you're very true. <laughs> so I, I know that it's going to take me some time to get over. But okay, so. You know, uh, a couple years ago, I upgraded to my next Pro Tools DAW, which was uh, the 2018 version. Yeah. Which I spent almost like $650, $650 on. And I didn't buy the uh, monthly subscription that yeah. like they're pushing really hard right now. I bought the perpetual license. And what sucks about that is I've got, I paid $650 for a DAW that only stays updated for one year. Yeah. You know, and in order to get any of the current updates, I have to buy a subscription, which is $30 a month, yeah. just to get updates for Pro Tools. That's stupid. Now, And you can pay $300 for Logic, and you get all the same functionality. It's a learning mm -hmm. curve. And it's you different. get the upgrades. And you get the upgrades because it's an Apple product on yep. your Apple device. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's got me that's got me screwed up a little bit. You know, I, I've, I've been a Pro Tools guy my whole life, you know, since it's been around. And I will defend that forever, probably. But... Well, here's what... That's a big deal. Here's what kind of brought me over to, uh, besides the perpetual license stuff, that wasn't quite happening by the time I started learning how to record and all that fun stuff. Um, what really got me kind of turned off of Pro Tools was the, like, okay, you let me borrow that Digi002, mm -hmm. which back in the day, Pro Tools only worked with very with, specific interfaces yeah, with, because it was, it was designed by a company called DigiDesign, who also made this... DigiDesign 002. It's called Digi002. That was their I.O. box. That was their, yep, I.O., which means, like, your inputs and outputs, your uh, your preamps, your, your headphones, like, everything. So you're able to record and actually make the computer understand what it is that you're playing, you know, because you're converting audio to digital, basically, is what that is, mm -hmm. and then digital back to audio when you're listening to it. Um, when I was messing around with that, he gave me a version of, like, Pro Tools LE, and... LE8 is what yeah, it is. Yeah, LE8. And then I was messing around with that, and, like, it was ridiculous, the amount of stuff you had to do to make it so that Pro Tools would even see the interface. Like, yeah. you had to turn the interface on and then open the app, and then sometimes that wouldn't work, so then you have to quit out of the app, turn off the interface, yeah. turn the interface back on, turn on the app, well, and then it would work. Yeah, well, a lot of that wasn't. You know, so much the uh, like the device or the computer. A lot of that was the the FireWire technology because that 002 worked on. I Firewire. would say that, except when I opened it up in Logic, Logic saw it every single time, and oh, I didn't yeah. have to do any craziness to make it. So I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know yeah. if I like this. Yeah, it's, it's never been perfect, you know. And, I, and I've had problems up the butt, you know, for as long as I've been using Pro Tools, but. You know, like I said, when I was in school, you know, that's that's what I learned on was Pro Tools, and that was that was all that was there, you know, because mm -hmm. I think I was in school in 1998, so right before, like, the consumer version of Pro Tools, like, actually came on the market when it was still like the TDM, the big pro stuff, you know, like the 88, 888 interfaces mm -hmm. and stuff, and uh, um, you know, so it was a very pro level kind of thing, yeah. you know, which is still way subpar than what we already have, like, on the consumer level now, um. But, you know, it's just, I don't know, you, you learn something and then you always think the first thing that you you have an experience with is always going to be the best one. Yeah. But like, like having, Windows. Yeah. But PC. like, you know, having Avid, like in the past couple of years, like give every, all their Pro Tools users like a big middle finger. Yeah. And expect them to like pay something. You know, and it wouldn't be that big of a deal 
um, if, you know, your computer wasn't like, you know, if I had one computer that was dedicated just for recording, it would be fine because I would never have to update the operating system yeah. or do any of that stuff to stay current if it was just a recording machine. But a guy like me who has, you know, devices that do, I use for lots of things, lots of personal reasons and, you know, just for like opening Google, you know, mm-hmm. and, but, you know, you have to continually update the operating system for all the new stuff that's coming out. But yeah. That screws up like your you know previous version of your DAW and your Pro Tools you know and then so you have to have the updates so it stays current with the operating system and then they expect you to not only get the seven hundred dollars out of you yep. for the product but then they want you to pay thirty dollars a month or whatever that is a year just to stay current. Yep. What other company does that? Like a lot of companies. Like, uh, that's uh, uh, Adobe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Their whole Creative Suite. They're doing that. It's like. Stupid, it's like fifty dollars a month or something like yeah, that. Well, if you want to be able to use everything. That's what I mean. It's like it's, it's, it seems like all those production companies that are, you know. <laughs> you hear that? I heard something. Is somebody trying to break in here? Maybe I thought it was Simon trying to talk to us here. It could be. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's ridiculous that like all these production companies like are you know catering only towards like the big end. Yeah, like, that's kind of that's kind of what it feels like. Like, like it wouldn't feel. It's almost like like the new uh, Mac Pro that came out. Yeah. It's like if you bought a full balls to the wall Mac Pro with 1.5 terabytes of RAM and shit like that. Yeah. It costs like forty five thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> but if you're a big company like you know Pixar, mm-hmm. like forty five thousand dollars is just gonna be like, hey, is this gonna Get the job done that we need done to, you know, make another their next billion dollar movie. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. But like me and you going in there and being like, oh my, forty five thousand. I don't even think my car's worth that. You know, <laughs> like that, that's like uh, that's like a third of my house. You yeah, know, maybe right. maybe like you know a quarter of what my house costs. You know, yeah. But uh, I guess the point I'm making is that you know, yeah, it is going it, towards it, that. It's, it's frustrating. You know, it, it it sucks too because I've been a loyal avid digital design person forever mm-hmm. and then to like be tossed off to the side because you know the little bit of, amount of money that i put into recording like doesn't matter to them or something yeah, you know right it, i don't know it, it's whatever i'm just being a crybaby about it <laughs> crotchety so I, i'm looking into logic you know obviously because that's an apple product and i know it's going to work well on my my ios or my mac devices yeah um i'm also looking at studio one yeah, from I've personas heard very good I've heard things a lot of good about things studio about one that. Uh, studio, yeah. I messed around with that a little bit. It's not, not t- as intuitive to me. I've heard a lot of people that uh, are in the Pro Tools realm have a little bit easier time going to that. Yeah. And I, I guess, uh, I don't even know. I'm going to sound really stupid right now for, you know, tech guys that are listening. But, like, Cakewalk, is that still Cakewalk, yeah. Cakewalk well, that, that it's a, Cubase is what it, is that the same Cubase, company? that's different altogether. Cakewalk was owned by... Uh, by Sonic um, Foundry? They were owned by... Um, Gibson. Oh, oh, and they, yeah. And as a matter of fact, Gibson got rid of Cakewalk. Like, they stopped supporting it, like, either last year or the year before. So, I don't know if I'd be getting into Cakewalk if I were you. I guess it was Cubase is what I was Cubase is owned by, uh, oh, shit, what is that? (sighs) Cubase is owned by, like, they're an interface company. Why can't I think of who makes Cubase? Cubase. So, I totally hear somebody, like, at the garage door right now. Do you hear that? Let me in. I can totally hear it. I don't hear anybody <laughs> right now. Maybe it's Ethan. Our, uh, <laughs> our it's possible. 
Let's see if I can figure out who makes this. Steinberg, dude. Steinberg. Oh, Steinberg. Yeah. 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 Steinberg makes it. Those guys make their own interface. What's a pain in the butt about that, though, is like you have to have the like their version of an iLock uh, in order for the uh, in order for the dot. They have their own version of iLock. Yeah. Then it's literally just for like the DAW to uh, work. iLock is a software key, by the way. You have to have it plugged in in order for your. It's a hardware stuff to software work. key. <laughs> Stupid. It's really dumb. Crap has gotten so complicated. So I'm kind of waiting until like. I can get a break in some of these projects that I'm working on for mm-hmm. us and um, Ashley's and Josh's stuff. You know, if, if I have a break with that, then I'll tr- start making the transition. But I'll help you with it, man. I'm more than happy to help you with that. I don't know. I'm a terrible student. Eh. It's going to be one of those things where I have to lock myself in a bedroom for, you know, seven weeks. Yeah. Well, I had to do that when I was just even learning how to do it. I remember, like, when you first let me, like, use that stuff. I was just like, all right, I'm ready to go now. There's the record button. Push that. I start playing and like nothing happens. Like I don't see anything <laughs> happening on the screen. I'm like, hey, uh, Donnie, what do I? Uh, wh- why do I not see anything recording? I see I the thing moving, but I don't. I see the playhead moving, but I don't see anything recording. Um, I remember. Did you record enable already? I'm like, what are what? you even talking about right now? <laughs> like, because you need to go and like each mic that you set up, you have to like tell the program that, that those that's the mic you want to record in this particular Duh. go through. <laughs> I had no idea. Yep. So that that was fun. I mean, like just like that that's like the little things that are huge things that you have yeah. to know for all this stuff. You know what I want to do? Like uh you know, when we get back, we're leaving for Minnesota next week to go play uh with Lone Star up mm-hmm. in up in uh, Minnesota. But when we get back, when we are when the next podcast we do, I want to start like talking about like some of the other like old recording things that I have. Oh yeah. And maybe bring those in. I've got I don't know why I have this. I don't use it, but I have to have it because you know, it's nostalgic to me, but I have um, the DigiDesign 001 like, yeah. Pro Tools version. <laughs> yeah, didn't you get like a four. G4 with that too? Yeah, I got a G4 computer with that. And I don't <laughs> use it, but, you know, it's, it's nice to have because, uh, you, you know, I had one. I remember like when when that 001 first hit the market, like I stood in line at Guitar Center like the day that it came out. There was a line. There was a line? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I got, That's I got awesome. one like the day they came out, and I, I was so excited about that. How but, much was it? Do you remember? Yes, I want to say seven hundred dollars. That's like stupid cheap compared to what all that stuff was before. Though. Yeah, it, it wasn't like crazy. I mean, it was it was a lot of money for me, you know. But it was wasn't that, crazy. Was, was that USB, Mm-mm. or did you have to have a card? That was proprietary, so it had a PCI card okay. that connected to the unit, and uh, it, you got an impressive amount of like inputs and outputs with this thing. So really? you got two onboard preamps, which were terrible, but you know they were they were on there. Um, but with the analog input and the digital input and outputs, you had 18 inputs at one time you could use with this. And then 18 That's not outputs. bad for early 2000s there. No, that was 1998, oh, 99. 90s. Yeah. Wow. Um, I remember uh, when they first announced that they were going to do this, They uh, for people who are interested, you could you know, um, order the VHS tape, you know, like an introductory <laughs> to it. Yeah. You know, like the year before they... they, they let it out, and uh, so me and my buddy Matt, who were, you know, we were, you know, big into recording back then, even you know as much as we are today, and we sat and we watched that tape over and over and over again. It's like, wouldn't it be so nice if we could have that Gosh, tools for let's us? Let's get it. Let's just do it. Just do it. And uh, yeah, so I got it the day it came out. So and I, I since long ago, you know, got rid of it. But then you know, a couple years ago or last year, I guess it was, I finally found another one from a buddy of mine who had one. And uh, I bought the George, whole George, right? Yeah, George. George, George guy went up to Canada George with us. Gonzalez. 
happened to have one. Not only that's not all I got from him. There too. No man, you so, got hooked up. Yeah, so he had this stuff like from a session he did with his rock band, you know, long, long time ago, obviously. But he had the 001 with the G4 Mac and two Alesis ADATs, yeah, which I, I got from him. So, <laughs> which Brian has one of them, right? Yeah, Brian's got one of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> and holding it and hostage. I remember, like back in the late '90s, early 2000s, like you know, home studios and like uh, project studios, project studios. You know, everybody was using ADATs because that was you know, the, before ADAT. Like you know, you could get like a. It, it took ten, fifteen thousand dollars to get an eight-track machine, digital machine. You know, um, and then they they introduced the ADAT, which was eight-track recorded on standard VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. You got eight digital tracks at 16 bit, 44 one, I believe. Right. No, I don't think it was that. It was uh, like 20. I don't know. I, it was a it was a it was a weird sample rate. Um, but you could do up the 48 on that, couldn't you? Yeah, you could. Yeah, but like the the like the default was like some odd. No, it was 16 bit and like I don't know, 20 bit. It was 20 bit. 20 was, bit. Yeah, That's kind of weird. Um, but like you know, and that was when that first came out. It was like five grand for eight tracks of digital, as opposed to. Ten grand. Like a, a couple of years before half. that, you know, ten, you know, ten grand for. And then the tape tracks. was like stupid expensive too. On top of that, right? Yeah. For uh, instead of a VHS. Yeah, I think Sony introduced like the first reel to reel digital multi track, which was I want to say sixteen tracks, and that thing was almost forty grand Holy in, hell. in the late eighties. Wow. And then less than ten years later, you know, you could build a twenty four track digital, you know, setup for. You know, they were listed. They were like the suggested price for those ADATs was five grand. Most people Jeez. were selling those things for three grand. So you could build a twenty-four track studio for like a small fraction of what the big yeah. boys were paying for the same thing. You know, and there's people that still use ADAT. Oh, like of course, ADAT yeah, tapes. yeah, absolutely. Like, who has it? Um, Brian was mixing an album, and he was waiting for the he was waiting for these guys to send him the tracks because they they mixed him to ADAT. Yeah. <laughs> They're still using this they was like last ADAT, year. Yeah. So yeah. like you couldn't even get the tracks. It's like, oh, could you send me the tracks? Like, yeah, we gotta get them off of well, our yeah, ADAT. There's first. still a lot of studios out there that are working that are using ADAT. Mm-hmm. You know, the the whole reason like is not popular anymore. It, you get, it's great quality, but it's linear. You mm-hmm. know, and that's the you know working with a computer, everything's non-linear, which means you can go to wherever Back and you forth want real quickly. Where without they're, having they're literally recording, you're, you're literally be kinding, please rewinding. Yeah. You know, yeah. to, to get where you need to go. But what, what's cool about like playing with an ADAT is like you get that sense of like recording the old-fashioned way, where you can't just jump to a section of a song. Yeah, you have a start and an end, and then you hit the record button, and the tape is still rolling. You know, even though it's digital, it's still rolling in the traditional way. You get it like a cool feeling. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid, but you know. I dig that stuff. I don't know if how well I'd work in that. I mean, if it was the only thing that was available, I think I'd be able to work in that. But if I knew that, you know, the the, the, the instant gratification of, like, yeah. just being able to be like, okay, this is the section we need to be at. All right, just play along with it. All right, record. You know, <laughs> like, I feel like uh, I feel like that. If I just knew that was there, I'd be like, yeah. can I go do this in a different studio, please? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I use them. I just have them because I like to look at them and, like, rub, rub them a little bit. And <laughs> record on them a just little because, bit and just you know, press play and then rewind and for about should, 20 minutes. It's simply because, you know, when I was younger, that was a that was a dream, you know, to be mm-hmm. able to own something I can like understand that. that. Absolutely. Because, you know, I was one of those guys that just didn't have any money. I'm a guitar player. You know, I'm broke. <laughs> will be for the rest of my life but you know to finally at least you know even though it's 20 years later have them in my closet it's it's kind of a cool feeling but i've also got um 
I've got a four track like cassette recorder that I still use all the time. Yeah. Like I have a Tascam four twenty four and uh, those were a big deal when they came out too. Oh yeah, they were enormous. Like a uh, Tascam was like ruled the home recording market, you know, yeah. since the late seventies, you know, up to the mid nineties. And uh I, I still love that thing, man. I I, I record on that thing all the time. You got like the really expensive tape, like the what are they call like the metal tape. I was gonna say they're like actually metal tape. Yeah, type two. Like, um, and you, you can use a standard tape with it. If you use it at high speed, it sounds just fine. But, you know, the point of the metal tape, and, and it was the same way with, like, uh, you know, if you, I mean, they were, they, it's not a special order thing. You, you could find them in any drugstore. It's just store. more expensive. Yeah, a little Con- bit more. Pretty considerably more expensive, if I remember correctly. I don't remember if they were, th- well, maybe you're right. Maybe they were quite a bit more. I never actually bought the metal ones when I was a kid. You know, I had the. I guess they're kind of hard to find now. Yeah, you know, you can still find them. You know, I, I find mine like on, uh, you know, you can order them on Amazon. Yeah. You know, they're still there, and they're not, they're not super cheap. They're not crazy either. Yeah. Well, this is coming from the guy that still likes to use, you know, film cameras. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. He uses uh, he use the uh, the cinema quality film too. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> speaking of cameras, so um, like I said, the band is going to uh, Minnesota next week to play with uh, up at. Um, Raleigh's Longnecks and Rednecks with mm-hmm. Lone Star in St. Cloud, Minnesota. And you know, the rest of the band is, is flying, and me and Heather are going to take a long road trip, you know, uh, drive across country and kind of just take our time and have fun, you know, with, uh, you know, with the whole thing. And so we're bringing cameras, obviously. And yeah. Heather just bought a bunch of film for this trip, and I think she bought, like, I want to say, like, 30 rolls of Holy film. Holy hell. And How much was that? <laughs> want to know i don't want to know but like and she's bringing like four cameras and then i'm gonna bring two at least of my own i'm gonna bring my little rangefinder from you know the mid 40s that thing takes awesome pictures and uh i've got a canon ft from i want to say like 77 78 yeah which you know i love i love a lot so it's gonna be a fun photo taking trip you guys gonna bring the, the the super 8 camera too no and i'll tell you why because, you know, digging into the Super 8 development, it is mm-hmm. stupid expensive right now. Really? Okay, so you, you you can, I mean, you can order the tape. You know, it's readily available. But you, you spend, uh, I want to say, I don't know, 20 bucks on on a tape. Mm-hmm. You know, and you get five minutes of, uh, you know, of a video of on film, it. you know, on, on, on one cartridge. And then it's like another $45 to have it developed. And then another like fifteen to so have it digitized on top of that. So I was gonna say, so like, is this like super? I never had to deal with Super Eight, so I have no idea what the process is. So, is this like where you would need a projector if you wanted to? Yeah, well, back in the day, like most people would like have it converted to the uh, um, eight millimeter film, mm-hmm. or no, not eight millimeter, sixteen millimeter film, and uh, they would run that on their home projectors, which okay. I've got. Would they? The would, would they have sound? No, 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 no. Those wouldn't wouldn't have sound. Um, so when you digitize it, does it have sound, or does the Super 8 just have no? No, well, audio? the old ones, the old ones, no. There's no audio on those. Although, Kodak supposedly will be re-releasing their new Super 8, which does have audio. <laughs> records the audio digitally on an SD card, and records to the old, the old style film cartridges. Interesting. But I mean, that camera. I think they're looking at a projected price of like five hundred dollars <laughs> for that camera for the base model. Um, but I think actually Kodak actually pulled the plug on that. Like they, they talked a big game with it a couple years ago and then they had it at the uh, tech show mm-hmm. and, and then they promised like a, the following year release and the release didn't happen. And they showed up at the tech show again 
with like the revision two of their new camera. Yeah. And well, then the price is, point went up. Is this before or after they went tits up? Well, this was just a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this was after this is this was something that was supposed to bring them back into the hip market, you I know. I gotcha, I gotcha. And then last year, like they didn't have anything at the tech show, you know, and then they didn't they had they haven't they haven't talked about it since. So I don't <laughs> know if that, that camera is gonna happen or not. But they do still have, you know, the resources available to like buy the tape and have it done. But yeah, I mean th- long story short you're looking at like five minutes of footage for a hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, for it's just not worth it. No, that you sounds know, ridiculous. When, yeah. Unless you're a hipster, mm-hmm. <laughs> could you re like could you record over the cartridges? Like no, it's like a it's just like, like, a, like film like for yeah, your it's just like film camera. for your camera. Once it's exposed, it's exposed. <laughs> but so it's actually so that's that's what makes it because isn't VHS? If VHS isn't an actual uh, image on tape. It's uh, it's uh, magnetic, right? Yeah. So that's what makes that different. Is that's an actual image that's going across, mm-hmm. and then horizontally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess I never really understood that. Yeah, I don't really understand like how that works either. I'm I'm kind of stupid with that, but I do have a couple VHS cameras that we like to play with every once in a yeah. while. Well, you know v- what it was- VHS is crazy how that works. Like it wasn't even supposed to work the way it was, but like. Somebody invented that playhead because they, I guess the the speed that the, the uh, yeah it has to it has to it has to go really really fast in order yeah. to get that on there. So like, you know, a regular tape would be over in, in you know just a couple of minutes. Yeah. So some genius came up with the idea of taking the scan head mm-hmm. and tilting it sideways and then making it spin really so fast. So that drives really really fast. Yeah. And the tape goes at a slower speed, so you get the tape length. Um, and then it prints the tape like at a horizontal line, yeah. so it uses it maximizes the amount of scan lines you can yeah, have. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's and now we don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, that that technology is like is is actually kind of amazing if you think about no, it. No, absolutely. And I mean, and now you you could get a, VA, a, a VHS player, VCR. Actually, was what those are called, <laughs> VCR. <laughs> you get VCRs for like ten bucks, but like some yeah. people, like if, if you go on Facebook Marketplace, like people are selling those things for like. Uh, anywhere from like twenty dollars to like a hundred dollars. I've seen people yeah. selling those for a hundred well, bucks. You know, believe it or not, there's actually like a. And I want to really nerd myself, like talking like this, and people are gonna. People are gonna know. People are gonna know. But like you know, there's there's a certain like model of VHS you know player that is like really desirable, like yeah. the like the early '80s Panasonic. I was gonna like say it had super, to have been a Panasonic. Dude. Yeah, the Panasonic. Like Panasonic's like always the way prices. to go there. And I don't, I don't have one of the cool ones. You know, the, I think the oldest one I have is like, I want to say like '89, '90. Trying to remember, my grandma had one where you had to like where it popped up from the top. Oh yeah, yeah. pop it back down. I remember those. I remember breaking a lot of those when I was a kid. Yeah, because you know that you'd push it down and like this, it wouldn't catch, so it'd come back up. And yeah, so you'd do the same. Beat it down really. It hard. Apparently, didn't like that too and much. And then you got a spanking for you know for <laughs> destroying breaking a the thousand dollar piece of equipment VCR <laughs> there, or VHS player as I called it earlier. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I have fun like playing with the VHS stuff, man, because it's it's so easy to do. You can it's so easy to like digitize that yourself, and like you can just have fun with it and. Do stupid things, and oh, you said we're going to be making some music videos for. Yeah, uh, one of our. I think you know that's that's my plan for like one of the songs you know that are coming out here pretty soon to do like a whole VHS roll, you know, with it, like the old style like skate videos. I yeah, remember yeah. cool. <laughs> skate videos. Remember yeah. early nineties, baby. Right, some crusty's demons of dirt there for <laughs> uh, for like the the dirt bikes and all that. <laughs> right, all the low shots. Yeah, <laughs> they did on on other skateboards. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think, I think nice that'd be cool. Smooth. I think it'd be cool to do. I've seen that. There's a lot of people kind of doing that kind of thing right now. You know, it's just, it's cool again. Hipsters, man. Hipsters. It just like mom jeans. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad the VHS thing is back. Right. Not so happy about the mom jeans, though. <laughs> the mom jeans. If I can, like, tent pants, I'm going to start calling those. I, I told Heather, I'm like, you're not. Okay, you know, just... Please don't. Please don't do this yeah. one. And she's fine with that. Good. Well, my, my daughter's rocking some acid wash jeans now. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. You know, okay. Speaking of that real quick, I want to tell you. <laughs> so Walmart is selling denim jackets again. Of course they are. Absolutely they are. I mean, that that wouldn't surprise me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, but Heather, like, bought herself and my daughter, like, a stonewashed denim jacket. And, and uh, she was telling me about it. I'm like, well, that's cool. You know, I, I didn't realize that was happening again. And then Heather goes, um, you want me to get you one? And I'm like, let me think. Absolutely. I would like to have a stonewashed <laughs> denim jacket. And then you my gotta son. got to get yourself a Canadian tuxedo there. Yeah. And my, <laughs> and my two boys are sitting in the room, Colton and Nathan. And, and Nathan looks at me and he goes, only the girls are doing that. Don't do that. I'm like, are you sure? Dad, don't do it. Just do it. Just do it. Don't even care about I'm going to get a regular one, not a stonewashed. Oh, man. You should totally just do it. Like. And I'm going to cut the sleeves off of it. <laughs> <laughs> dude, be like that dude from uh, from Stranger Things, the, the, the big, oh, that bully guy that was in the, the second season. Right. <laughs> I feel like he would wear that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've noticed a lot of weird stuff as, as far as this fashion goes. Like when I, because I drop my daughter off at her junior high school every day, pick her up and all that. Yeah. And like boys are wearing like, you know, jean shorts again. Like I just remember. Oh, no, 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 not that. Really? Yeah, that's oh. happening. It's like the, the 90s grunge thing is kind of coming back as far as the jean shorts Well, then go. hell, my, my cargo shorts should be fitting right in. Cause you, I, no, yours are capris. They're not capris. <laughs> yes, they are. Cargo <laughs> shorts. <laughs> we're going to take a picture. We're going to put it Shut on up. here next time. We're just gonna We're going to ask the internet what they are. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to keep wearing them anyway. <laughs> do it, and do it with your, uh, your acid-washed jacket. <laughs> <laughs> my just converse. Be, just be like... Like decade confused there, you know. <laughs> Tomorrow night I'm gonna come in with like some seventies running shorts with the V cut on the side. There you go. With some uh knee high socks. I, it, okay. So I, I No, I'm not. I uh what was it like eighties night here or seventies night? They had like one of those like little party nights at the post. Yeah, here. we've had we've had two of them, yeah. And uh <laughs> I, I totally got a pair of jeans and I cut them like super I re- duper short. I remember. And I roll I rocked that shit. I didn't even care. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my balls were hanging out the side. There. I would I would I had never been so embarrassed of anybody in my it, whole life. You wouldn't believe how embarrassed my daughter was of me. <laughs> like she was just like, Are you wearing that really? I'm like, Yes. Are you really wearing She's that? like, Don't do it like <laughs> and i came here and i did my thing and then i went back home and she's like did you burn those pants yet <laughs> i'm like no she's like i really don't want you to ever wear those again i'm like All right. do you still have them no i got rid of them <laughs> thank goodness but i have those um i have those overalls that i bought i kind of remember i wore them here one time i don't remember you ever wearing overalls I, yeah i had them one time but i have those at the house and both my wife and my daughter are like don't ever wear those again <laughs> but I'm, I'm totally gonna do the same thing i'm gonna cut those cut super duper short <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just gonna have like you know like strings hanging down wanna... and like i'm only gonna have one strap on and shit <laughs> just to piss you off I'm not coming to work that night. <laughs> oh, because I'm going to call you beforehand <laughs> and let you know what's happening. I'm surprised you didn't have those in Canada this year. I kind of wanted to, but 
I always feel like right before we get to Canada, when I would like do all that stuff, I'm You're always just out. like, no, it's not that. It's more like I just have so much going on where that is like the absolute <laughs> last right. priority, you know? Yeah. So maybe I just need to do it this year right about this time <laughs> so I can just like fold them up and nice. have them all set and ready to go. And that's terrible. <laughs> I don't want to ever see you in. in, mm. in You're gonna love it. Cut off overalls. You're gonna love it. And you know what? And here's what I'm gonna do too. Uh, not only am I gonna have cut off overalls, but I'm gonna wear. Uh, I'm gonna wear boxer briefs. With, <laughs> with, with, <laughs> because yeah, you know the girls are wearing these shorts that have like their pockets hanging out. Right. So I'm gonna bring my own style to this. <laughs> oh, good lord! And uh, with that, we should probably end because we're an hour into this. Uh, thank goodness. <laughs> Awesome. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, on YouTube, on all your favorite podcast app and all that fun stuff. And thank you, Troy, for our clacker. Thanks, Troy.